Welcome to Negotiating Happiness, the show that helps you find happiness, success, and balance in your work and life. I'm Adriana Fierster, your host for this journey into entrepreneurship and personal growth. We're broadcasting live on 107.7 and 105.3 FM in New Orleans as part of the United Public Radio Network. We explore the latest strategies, insights, and stories from successful entrepreneurs and experts. From managing stress to building a thriving business, we've got you covered. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Adriana, your host of Negotiating Happiness. And today is October the 9th. We did record this yesterday on the 8th uh, with my lovely guest here, Brittany Ashley from Created Dynamics. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. Um, And um, just a reminder, we are broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network on 105.3 and 107.7 FM in New Orleans. And if you have Roku and want to enjoy us on your big screen TV, go ahead and uh, type in the station name and you will get uh, some of our shows on there as well. So hello, hello, Brittany. How are you? Hey, how are you? So excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you here, considering you have so much to teach us and you're always so lovely to um, to speak to, to network with, and you're also a fellow Canadian. Um, just to give you a bit of a uh, geographical background here, we are broadcasting live in New Orleans, but we do push all of our content through to anywhere that basically has a podcast or radio spot. So um, hello to my American friends, hello to my Canadian friends, hello to anybody that is global. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to us. Today, we will be diving into a few different topics, um, but I just wanted to uh, make an introduction here uh, for Brittany. Um, She is the lead strategist and certified business and imposter syndrome coach at Creative Dynamics Virtual Services, Um, and we'll be talking... um, about effective outsourcing or, um, you know, like what is a BA, what is an OBM, balancing parenthood, business growth, and overcoming imposter syndrome. And that's a big one that gets kind of tossed around a lot. Um, So who is Brittany? Brittany is an enthusiastic, multi-passionate entrepreneur on a mission to revolutionize the business game. With the work landscape changing at warp speed, it's high time we team up to make our dreams a reality. Beyond the business hustle, Brittany is a proud Métis mama with a bundle of experience in diverse sectors, including tech, certified business coach, ACC accredited, and an imposter syndrome coach. Creative Dynamics started as a passion project aiming to empower fellow moms to work from home. It evolved when Brittany spotted a gap in finding rock solid team players. Picture Creative Dynamics as your full-service boutique-style crew spread across Canada to supercharge business owners. At Creative Dynamics, uh, you know, their values are simple, dedication, reliability, and an unwavering commitment to learning, all in the name of tending to business needs. And if you are tuning in live, if you have any questions, please leave them in the comments and I will get to them, I promise. Um, Even if, if this is a recording, we will get to your questions. Well, that was a lot. <laughs> I do this every time and I'm surprised how much I have to talk, right? <laughs> and I wear many hats, so it's the mouthful there for you. <laughs> yes, but that's a that's good. That's good because we love to learn from other people and we love to, you know, ask maybe some of the questions that other people don't think about. So I am here for it. So take it away, Brittany. Tell us a little bit about this whole journey. Yeah. So as you mentioned, I'm multi-passionate. I find a lot of people seem to can't keep up with me because I'm constantly doing something new. Um, It's not because I'm bored. It's just because I'm very multi-passionate in achieving all the the dreams that I've kind of see or envisioning with other people as well. So Curve Dynamics, as you mentioned, uh, was started about four and a half years ago, actually, um, with my daughter by my side. She was eight months. And I saw that there was a gap in the industry to help moms work from home, that flexibility lifestyle. A lot of parents need that, especially moms who are doing it all. Um, So I kind of coined it and it's just kind of 
where it is today. <laughs> so we have a lot of mums on the team. Um, but then I also saw that there was um, a gap in the industry as well, not hiring women that specialize in a lot of different services. And so there's another mix of talented women on the team that bring forward all these different specialties. And I just love giving women the opportunity to shine and fully step into their strengths. Um, so that's kind of how Creative Dynamics started. And then along my journey, um, when I was working with a lot of the mums, I noticed a lot of them suffering from imposter syndrome and or feeling like they're not good enough, limiting beliefs, all the things. And then that's kind of where I was like, I need to become, become a coach. And I started doing a bunch of research and I just kind of dived right in. And now I'm a certified business coach, ACC accredited with the ICF. I am also an imposter syndrome coach. I did my um, schooling with Dr. Valerie Young. If you haven't heard of her, please look her up. Um, she, wonderful woman who really studied her whole life to imposter syndrome. Numerous great TED Talks. I just loved learning next to her. Um, so that's kind of how I've now become a coach. And on top of all of the things, I'm hoping to launch a youth program next year for those who have dyslexia, ADHD, um, working with youth on just really being confident to who they are as individuals. Uh, it doesn't care if you're kind of classified under neurodivergent, but it's good to talk about it and claim it and talk about leadership development, business development, and all the things. So many hats, but I am so <laughs> passionate to build it, all the things, because I just feel that there's so much greatness in the world and everyone deserves to shine. And not not just many hats, but very important hats, right? So you've touched on a lot of very important topics, um, a lot of uh, for people that face a lot of hurdles. So that's what's important here is that you can, you know, do what you want, live out your entrepreneurial dream and also make the world a better, better place. I love it. I love it all. Um, I was diagnosed with ADHD basically last year or the year before that. So I struggled with a lot of that stuff, I think. So it, that's amazing what you're doing. I didn't even know what it was, but I bet you that if I did, it would have been kind of worse because there wasn't really as much support or you know, have the resources, or maybe we thought that it was a limiting factor in our, um, in our makeup or our composition, right? So I love that you're saying it's not a limiting factor, we just need to learn how to work with it. I love it. 100%. And I think, I think that's kind of where my passion strives from, from all these different kind of areas. I have dyslexia, I, I got diagnosed with it at age five, very young, not very many people get diagnosed that young. So I have, um, grew up with it and had the support system around me. However, I'm usually pretty shy when I was younger and all these things. And so when I went on my coaching journey, I realized that I had to really be an advocate for myself. And then it made me think about how I was in youth, in schools, and how I kind of got put into a box. And I don't think anyone should be put in a box. Everybody should shine. And so that's how, as you can see, I like Creative Dynamics, it's empowering women how they can shine all in their different strengths. And I just really love to tap into all of those areas and different levels. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, obviously you've turned it into something that's very positive and not a limiting behavior, which is what I love to see. When I first started um, thinking about kind of the vibe of this show, I, I definitely had a little bit of like, what do I have to tell people? You know, like what, like what, what, what can I do to make this better? And every single time from then, I just said, you know, I'm so glad I did it because I've been able to meet so many people that have had so much more to say than I have. And I've been able to give them that platform to do it. And it's important because my experience is not everybody's experience. Right. So I, I love it. Thank, again, really appreciate you, you putting out, you know, um, both professional and personal parts of yourself out there. Yeah. <laughs> I yes. feel that the more we talk about it and the more we share the vulnerability of who we are, you're going to naturally attract those who you want to work with as well. I built this business totally. not to, yeah, not to just work with random people. I, I'm really passionate to work with people who also are passionate to build something as well. And so those passions together can make something beautiful. Right, exactly. So how did you... 
So I understand that creative dynamics was kind of born first and then you went into the coaching sphere. So what prompted that, you know, um, that extension? Mm -hmm. Um, Really? So creative dynamics, uh, just so everyone is clear, it's a virtual assistant online business management team. Um, So everyone works virtually and, I just found that many of the women on the team were struggling with confidence, even though that they came from the tech industry. Like a lot of us actually came from the tech industry. A lot of us have years of experience, maybe even owning our own business. Like we have Ryan on the team who owned a bakery, but can do all the things like a Seriously, I swear she's a unicorn. Like every time (laughs) if she can assist with something, she knows how to do it. Um, So I love finding my unicorns, I like to say. Um, but the one thing that I would see was that everyone would feel like, oh, Brittany, like, why did you match me with this client? Like, I'm not good enough uh, to be working with this person. Right. And then I'd be like, do you know administration? They're like, yes. Do you know marketing? Yes. How many years of administration you had? Oh, well, d- 10? Yes. And then it's just kind of like in the general senses of that coaching realm, just kind of start to build more naturally. Um, and that's kind of how I stepped more into the coaching because I wanted to finesse my skill as well to make sure that we're really, I'm really empowering them. And I feel that true leaders should be great coaches as well. Right. Because I see this all the times. Um, just because you're good at what you do doesn't mean that you're a good people manager. And that that's part of it, right? That's part of kind of having the right tools in place and plus the right attitude so that you can make sure that your team stays and kind of thrives, right? And is cohesive. It's all over the place. So you're completely right. So it just kind of came naturally to you that that's kind of the next step, right? Yes. Yeah, it all seems, everything seems to kind of like flow together and a lot of people are like well why are you doing this youth thing like that's totally left center and it's like no it's not it all flows together because it it's it's also talking about dyslexia adhd and like neurodiversion and it all stems from where i began from day one so. right and it is it is a bit of coaching right like it's the same yeah. thing it's just you're working with you know, um, the generation that hasn't yet entered the workforce. So really it's, and, and any time that, you know, you encounter a coach, I know there's so many coaches out there. Um, they, they usually specialize in different things. I actually do know a a confidence coach, which I met her. She's wonderful. I'd never heard of this before. It, it, they all kind of have to work together, right? Like you can't be successful at something until you experience some of that confidence or some of that, you know, great advice that, that, you know, coaching can give to you. So I totally get it. Not everything is isolated. We're just used to categorizing everything, putting everything in a box. And that, that also applies to our children. So. Yeah. And that's um, like, I'm no expert of parenting or whichever I'm a parent (laughs) two little ones a five and two year old just winging it every day um same (laughs) (laughs) uh I'm not reading no manual just doing what I can um but the one thing that I do know for sure as somebody who struggled with dyslexia I want to make sure that they have that support around them as much as possible and so yeah that's kind of how like the youth program came about because I know how it was becoming a youth and not knowing how to talk about my struggles. Cause at the end of the day, I think it's really hard that the schools kind of classify you as A's or B students. And so when it's, when you're struggling to read and write, you want to still get on the honor roll and not to say that I didn't, but you kind of start to feel like you need to put yourself in a box and conform with everything. And so I'm hoping to kind of like shake it up a little bit. Yeah. And that's exactly what we need. I was listening earlier this week to a few people who had very strong opinions about our current school system and how it doesn't really uh, benefit everybody. It just kind of puts keeps putting kids in a box. Um, and I am starting to kind of see that now that I'm a mom, even though my little one's only three, I'm starting to see that and I'm starting to see some really 
kind of scary things that are happening now in um, education, like with, I think one of the school boards in Mississauga has removed every single book that was written before 2007 from their libraries. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is modern book banning. Cool. All right. So we're in that stage. So, <laughs> and I'm just kind of like putting all these pieces together and thinking, you know, there isn't only one way of doing things. So I don't understand why we only teach our kids one way of doing things. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's the whole idea of having uh, support uh, and somebody understanding you in how you might think and how it's not wrong. You just, you just need some help to get there to, to the end of it. Right. Yeah. Um, totally. And I think what you're doing is amazing. Um, I think when you launch that program, you need to come back and tell us all about it. <laughs> I will. I'm, I'm in the yeah. works. Of, um, it's already been confirmed for the summer. So it's just more or less me to put the general plan together. And I don't want to call it a pilot program, but it's really hard to kind of do market research with you. So I was just talking. Yes. To them kind of, I'm going underneath their business so I can kind of build this program she just has all the systems in place, the do proper documentations that we need. And so I'm just going underneath their business and we're just, I don't want to say wing it, but it kind of feels I'm like we're winging sorry. it. I think you cut off there. Whose business? Oh, no. oh, I didn't say it is Dr. Katie. She's a counselor here oh, in okay. who has, she works with youth and I'm just coming in underneath they are more counselors where I'm coming in as a coach. And so yeah. this is our first time coming in together and we're kind of coming in as a collaboration piece. And so that's kind of what we're trying to figure out was like who comes in where. So that's why yeah. I don't want to really call it a pilot program. We know what we're doing, but it's just the first time coming together two different businesses in two different ways. So yeah. yeah. It's, so it's, it's a multi, um, Oh my gosh, what do you call it now? Now that I'm blanking out, um, multi-industry I guess multi you know what I'm saying it, it, there's a lot of different services coming together here to make it happen and another thing that I wanted to mention before is that you mentioned you know youth need somebody to help them with their struggles but sometimes kids don't even know that they're struggling with whatever it is that they're struggling so having somebody like you who's gone through some of those struggles would possibly recognize it a lot earlier than maybe the parents who are you know they don't spend as much time with them because obviously they go to school they go to work it, it is what it is right that's daily life so it's great to know that you also have firsthand experience in what some of these struggles are because sometimes kids can't put together you know um, their feelings or what their struggles are or how they go about them they just know that they're struggling it's more or less to normalize and speak up mm -hmm. about it more because I think we just, when you get diagnosed, I don't like saying even diagnosed, um, mm -hmm. when you get labeled, unfortunately you feel like you're stuck with that label. And so what I'm trying to do is break away, break down those labels and us to kind of claim more of the confidence of who we are and who we should be. Um, mm -hmm. It's the bottom line of like kind of the coaching realm of what I'm wanting to do with them. Um, and it's just more, it's going to be a very small group and about five we're thinking and just make it very intimate so they can come and talk about their feelings and open and share about it. Um, because I know when I was a youth, it, we got the program that we were put in was called um, the disability center. So if you needed extra help or support, you got labeled as disability and you had to go into the, the disability yeah. center. And like, it was very like awkward when you had to go up to the teacher your first year in school and you have to give them this pink slip. And yeah. it's like, I'm already classified now in class because you made me come up to the teacher to give them this pink slip to go into the disability yeah. class. And so I know the schools have changed quite a bit since then. Um, but just to talk and feel more confident in how we can talk about it will help them feel more confident when they are ready to go to the nine to fives. Or I keep saying this, nine to fives aren't going to be the normal thing anymore. I think we're going to see a lot more entrepreneurs now than ever in the next few generations to come. Yeah. And normalizing it's okay to be an entrepreneur, business owner, and do your thing, follow your passion. Yeah, totally. Totally agree. That's super exciting for me to hear. <laughs> totally. It's, 
it is the way that the world is kind of going and the nine to fives are, I don't want to say they're on their way out because I think we're a ways away from that. But yeah. if you work in with recruiters or big companies that have a recruiting department, you'll know how much trouble they're, they're having right now with the current <laughs> employee market. Um, and you'll know that it, there has to be a lot of policy change, a lot of, um, like, I guess the corporate world needs to kind of change all around, right? In yeah. order to accommodate kind of this whole this whole generation of people that are like, this isn't worth it anymore, right? And yeah, and um, the unfortunate thing is that uh, a lot of us are getting labeled, oh, oh, you're a millennial, you're just lazy, or you're a so-and-so, you're just whatever. And then at the end of the day, I want to take away from that. It's just that we're... I think we're starting to realize that life is short and having a two weeks off throughout the year isn't enough for us, especially no. for our parents. Like I keep, I would probably be fired probably 10 times by now because <laughs> you have to look at childcare. We can hardly find childcare on a good day um, before and after school care. Like we're still on the wait list. We're 56 on the wait list. And it sounds like that's not moving anytime yeah. soon. So I've had to really mold and reschedule my my life, my business at least 10 times since I've had my daughter. So yeah. that is just going to be the norm, I think, in years to come. It's going to take time, but I do think that's where we're moving towards. And you're not and you're not the only one, right? Like this is we're lucky. I'm not sure if BC does BC have the $10 a day program. Uh, they're starting to slowly roll that out. Only certain daycares have that, but like right. we're not in it. Like so we're, we just, we just, just got it. I think a year ago, a year and a bit ago, and we're still not at ten dollars a day yet. Which, whatever, it works. So even, even with you know these big daycare kind of recreational companies that also do daycare, um, yeah. even with them registering. And making this available, it's still a struggle. The wait lists are a very real thing, you know, and I can I can relate. I I think I would have also been fired because at the very beginning when we were, you know, he was 13 months old. So he was just barely a year. And we were mm-hmm. trying to put him into daycare. The amount of times that he would get sick or the amount of times that we had to put him in temporary daycare because they didn't have an open spot, you know, yeah. for him for the remainder of the year was wild and every time I say this even moms here in Canada don't realize this sometimes especially if you're a first-time mom you know I got on the list for this daycare center when I was five months pregnant and he (laughs) didn't go he didn't go until he was two two and a bit (laughs) so that's that's almost three years if anybody's counting which is (laughs) It makes me think I should just open also a child care place. Might as well throw it in the mix. <laughs> right, right. Like, might as well do that because it is a real problem. And if people are thinking why, it's because you're going to have to keep missing work. And I don't know who's going to be as flexible as yep. I would be with myself. And to go back to your um, two weeks uh, a year situation, I think we're just used to thinking in our own bubble in Canada, maybe the States too. I don't want to say North America because I think Mexico has uh, better laws in some regards to this, but you know, Europe is doing it with five weeks a year or five and a half weeks a year. I worked in Scotland for two years and it was the norm. So it is legislated that you get five and a half weeks of vacation, paid vacation a year, if you work full-time, if you work part-time, you just prorate it from there. So you still get the same amount of time um, based on how much you work. Plus, depending on where you work, you could work overtime and they don't want you to work overtime because that's also really bad and you're headed for burnout. So what they do, they give you days in lieu. So I got up to 12 days a, a year, right? One day a month added to that almost six weeks vacation. It's just the norm, people. You don't have to work yourselves into the ground. So I, I hate that this is kind of what, where we're at. And um, to go back to the whole, we're millennials, so we must be lazy. I just watched a TikTok today. And yeah. I wish I could find the creator. Maybe I'll post it in the comments. She went and researched 
Mm -hmm. uh, the boomers versus the kind of like the millennials, what they're struggling with right now, and did a, a very accurate comparison. So the boomers would have been in their 20s and 30s and the 80s. So she took data from the 80s and data from today and was even very lenient on some of the things like, fine, so you let's say you got a deal on your rent. Let's say you got this. Let's say you got that. And basically, at the end of the day, the math was if you were to live normally today on an average salary, it, you would be in negative $958 a month. And if you were a boomer in the 80s, um, you would have $750 a month left over with adjusted with inflation is $2,600 left over a month, which is wild to me. It's wild. So basically, the conclusion is boomers... Boomers' only limitation to success was laziness. So to them, if you're not successful, it means because you're lazy. Whereas our limitation for success is so much more complicated than that, right? I hate it when people say that. It's just totally, she just, just this creator did such a great job of putting in the data out there, showing the sources, doing the math. And I was like, thank you. But unfortunately, the people who still think that will still discredit everything you've done for this video. <laughs> true yeah be a little bit more open-minded and you can see that obviously she did the research and the stats for people yeah. to kind of see the comparison yeah but yeah uh it I, i'm worried a little bit for the kids to grow up and what the world's yeah. going to be like because i i really hope i can help them out but with the cost of everything and like i don't know how much gas is over there we're at two 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 point 212 or something like that like it fluctuates which is ridiculous um, a gallon or per liter yeah, per liter i believe per yeah. liter oh wow yeah so we for, for oh, some sorry. reason ours just dropped by 20 cents in the last week so i don't know what that means i'm kind of scared to like look into it um but it was at one 155 160 now it dropped to like 133 we're not sure <laughs> we're not sure what's going on <laughs> I'd stay from stay at home as much more, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. It is wild though. That's crazy over there. I I went to BC this past year um, for the first time. It's beautiful, but it's very expensive. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I would definitely go back though. <laughs> Everyone wants to move here. I'm not complaining. Um, I've always I'm further originally from Up Island, so Canberra River. Um, and I've only ever wanted to live in Victoria. That's always been my dream. And so slowly but surely, I moved my way down the island and now I'm here. But like the price of everything is, it's pricey here. Not just in Victoria, but I know on the island, things are rising yeah. for sure. Yeah, no, totally. Sorry? Everyone's moving out to Alberta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've seen that happen too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, it's definitely an interesting time to be alive. I'm hoping that by the time that our kids are entering the workforce, maybe we've leveled out things for them. I'm hoping that, you know, um, we've kind of put things, pieced things back together of how they're supposed to be. But you never know. You never know, right? Can only hope. Um, yeah, I know, right? So we're just about halfway here, which is crazy oh. because we've had so much fun talking. <laughs> I'm going to need you to dive into all things creative dynamics in a minute. Yeah. I'm just going to do a really quick um, station intro where we're about halfway in here. For those just tuning in, you are listening to Negotiating Happiness, and we are live on the United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal at Radio Network at 105.3 and 107.7 FM in New Orleans. And we are also on Roku TV as the station. Our show is not on there yet, but we're, we're getting there. Okay, so my guest today is Brittany Ashley, and she's the owner, founder of Creative Dynamics um, Virtual Services, and she's also a business coach. So tell me... Tell me everything. Tell me who your typical clients are. Tell me what kind of services you guys are, um, you know, happy to offer at this time. And just tell me everything. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of uh, who we serve are service-based business owners. So it's kind of a mix. So we have uh, worked with landscapers, 
real estate agents, coaches, um, interior designers. Um, we've also uh, worked with website developers um, and then the type of services that we can assist with. So there's, um, I think to kind of educate people a little bit, there's virtual assistants and then there's online business managers. Two are classified as two different entities. So virtual assistants is kind of like your virtual uh, assistant. They can assist with administration, marketing, the VA world, the virtual industry has grown significantly over the last few years. Um, so that the industry itself, you can see so many virtual assistants really niching into different areas. Maybe they want to be a tech VA. So they're really good at all things technology. Um, perhaps they want to be a web developer, but under the VA industry brand. So we can assist with all those things. Um, and then we also support our entrepreneurs with online business managers, which are essentially an online business manager, OBMs, they can really uh, assist you with project management, operationals. It really depends what the OBM wants to specialize in. Some even specialize in uh, financials. I'm more of an OBM, so I can come in and work with my clients and I can really see when there's gaps within the system. I see that you need a CRM. I see that your potential employee that you're working with, unfortunately, is actually more or less stagnating the business versus thriving it to the next level where you need to. Um, so an OBM can wear many hats, but they're more of like a specialized strategist to help people kind of figure out the two. And what Creative Dynamics does, we offer both. So you don't have to go find an OBM. We have OBMs on the team. And then once you get to that certain place where you need, like sometimes the OBM doesn't want to do data entry. They rather specialize in the strategy and they would yeah. off that over to the VA to do any data entry, maybe Excel documents, which ever. So like one of our clients is a, um, a coach. She works with Ashley. Ashley does uh, like a 90 day plan. She implements and then she gets some extra stuff over to her assistant that she has. And then also Ryan, who's also on our team, who's a VA OBM um, to do other things that she doesn't want to do with so just so people can understand, they kind of mesh well together. They really working together on those scales. They can really help you level up your business. And sometimes you might just need an OBM and a VA and then that's all you need. Um, yeah. yeah, I love educating people on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I usually tell them, I said, OBMs are the planners and the VAs are the doers sometimes, yeah. depending on what it is. But definitely, um, that's definitely something that I always find myself educating people in as well. And fair enough, it, it hasn't been around for that long, although mm -hmm. not at least on this side of the world, because if you ask, you know, Australia, the Philippines and, you know, that side of the world, they're, they're all over it. Companies have worked with VAs and OBMs for a really long time. Well, you have to think Canada, we're always like two years behind the trends of things. I know. I know. But <laughs> so, even in the States, if you look in the States, it's there's so many Facebook groups. And yeah. I tried to stay out of them. But um, I still like I followed them because I kind of started when I started out as a VA, I was just like, I just need as much information as possible. But some of them are just like a cluster of misinformation or doubt or lack of yeah. self confidence. And I'm just I just want to smack everybody to be like, wake up, <laughs> your <laughs> services have value. <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> but yeah definitely we are behind we are it's like let's catch up with the rest of the world so that we yeah. can be on par but totally totally what's what's one of the things that I guess because here we talk about the good and the bad not just the good obviously mm -hmm. you have a very successful business and you were able to branch out what is the one piece of advice that you would give your clients that are looking to either work with an OBA or a VA because in my opinion you don't always need a, a VA you might just need an OBM depending yeah. on what stage of your business you are so what what's one piece of advice that you would give to clients uh so if you're I think if you're really I'll give you an example of going back to that coach when they came to me and that's kind of what we offer I do the initial discovery calls and I can really pick up annoying if they need an OBM or a VA. Yeah. But really at the end of the day, you're going to sense that you're probably going to need an OBM when you're probably feeling like 
your systems and your processes are not in place. You're constant, like a VA, there's some VAs that can assist, but an OBM will be able to really specialize and fix those gaps right away. So usually there's that kind of um, the separate the two. And then when you're ready to work and outsource, it's really important to think of things that you don't want to do, things that are keeping you kind of stuck. Like we work with a lot of real estate agents and Mm -hmm. as a real estate agent, well, all business owners really need to be up in the forefront than in the back end. Um, But like with real estate agents, like you, you really need to be out there shining. And uh, sometimes you're not, you're so busy on the administration work or all the other stuff that you're not in the forefront or connecting the way that you should. So when you're feeling you're really stuck in the back end, that's when you're knowing that you probably need to outsource and get it to somebody else so you can shine in the front end. Really all business owners should be doing that and building those connections, collaborations, networking. Totally. No, totally. That makes sense. And what are, what are some of the common misconceptions entrepreneurs have about outsourcing? Um, I think a lot of, there's so many, but (laughs) (laughs) let's do top three. Let's do top three. (laughs) Um, the big one is like, I think that a lot kind of start to think and why they go to employees right away is that, uh, OBM or VA don't, they don't necessarily want long-term commitments. I'm just going to outsource because it's going to be a short commitment. Um, They don't want to necessarily grow with me. So why would, you know, like, why would I hire an outsource when I can just have an employee? But really at the end of the day, a lot of us love long-term relationships. Like a lot of our clients have been with us since day one. I love growing. That's my experience as well. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing which I think if you and your outsourcing buddy (laughs) are in sync and you guys are like best friends, um, you don't really need to necessarily go to that next stage of hiring an employee because they want to grow with you too. So trying to reframe your thought of when you're outsourcing, it's just short term. I want people to start thinking it can be long term. I never even thought about that because I guess I've always kind of been in tune with outsourcing because I want, I went that way, but I never even thought that people could think that this was just kind of like a, a task-based thing. Even, even the people that I do projects with, which obviously they're a finite amount of time, they will end up coming back eventually for something or will keep in touch or something. Right. So that's interesting that they think that. Um, some of, some of my clients, I think when they think of outsourcing, they think automatically kind of doing the whole Upwork or Fiverr vibe where you get a complete stranger to do it. Some of them are very, very good. Some of them are very, very bad. It just depends kind of like luck of the draw of who Mm -hmm. you get. And, um, I, my misconception was always like, oh my gosh, total language barrier. How am I going to get this done? Like, how am I going to yeah. do it? So I never really went that way except for, I think I, 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 for some graphic design, it was very specific for one of my clients and it was a total success. So I had a good, that was my, my only Fiverr, you know, experience, <laughs> but what, what do you, like, what do you think? What do you think that, are some of the limitations, I guess, with outsourcing either domestic or somewhere else? I think um, I just did a talk about this too, is when you're ready to outsource, one, communication is a key, no matter who you're hiring. But then another thing is, if you're looking to outsource to other countries, you need to consider um, language barriers and cultural barriers. So if that is not in your forefront, of your brain, Search, yeah. <laughs> um, um, I want it to start to become in the forefront because at the end of the day, you're going to be working with people. Like I'm like very type A being honest here. And so me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> my business, I want to make sure it's done right. And so if I'm handing over passwords, I know there's like glass pass or there's security processes that you can take in place, but there's, it's a different dynamic and you need to make sure that communication is there and you understand the cultural barriers maybe that you're, you're working with. So I don't, maybe 
like here in the West Coast, we're really good about time. <laughs> like, here's a due date, da da da. Where some people in different areas are like, oh, well, that was due on Tuesday. Oh, well, really over here, that means that's actually due on Friday. <laughs> you kind of need to have those kind of top of mind when you're ready to outsource and that you're comfortable with that. Um, if you're really wanting like reliability and somebody that really understands what you're doing in your business, just ask the right curious questions when you're doing like a 15 minute, 30 minute discovery call. Everyone's different. Some people don't even offer discovery calls anymore, depending on how big their business is. Um, but just yeah. try to ask those curious questions. And I always say, ask more questions than just not assume. Totally. And um, there's be specific, right? Don't just assume, like you said, ask questions. Don't be, don't be, don't assume, but literally be specific. What about hours of operations? When can I contact you? Can I contact you personally? Or is it just through email or, you know, th there's so many things that could go wrong for in my, this, in this whole journey of, you know, when I was looking for help or whatnot, um, I found that there were a lot of people that wanted to do this type of work, but this wasn't their main work, which nothing wrong with that. However, when I'm running a business and I have clients that I need to keep happy, it's hard if I have to chase down somebody that is maybe doing this like twice a week, like at, on the weekend and can't even give you an exact kind of time, right? Because I do work at night too, and that's fine. That's not the, the problem. The problem is the people that don't do this full time don't tend to have this as a priority, right? Because they probably have another type of job and they think that they could just do it here and there. And that's fine, but not when you're basically subcontracting to them because clients, like you said, they have deadlines, they have things they have to meet. So you have to kind of ascertain, is this their career? Is this what they want to do? I find that those types of people are way more invested in your business than the people that are not enough for not for not trying. It's just the way that it works, right? The way that they give most of their attention to their full-time job, right? Exactly. And yeah. There's some who are very dedicated too, who might have a full-time job, but they're wanting to ramp up being their yeah. a VA or an OBM. Yeah. So that's why I yeah. say ask curious questions of um I don't like calling it job interviews. <laughs> have a coffee chat because yes. at the end of the day, you want to be able to have a coffee with that person. And like all my clients, if they're here in the Victoria area, we meet for coffee or lunch. And it's like yeah. a best friend. Like one of my It's so nice. It's so nice to be able to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, our the real one of our real estate agents who's been with us since day one, we call each other networking besties. So usually like we're texting each other, like, did you see that network event? Yeah, you want to go together? I'll pick you up at five. <laughs> like I love because <laughs> that's kind of like the relationship we've all built. Yes, it's awesome. That was kind of the idea behind our retreat that we just ran. We just wanted people to connect with each other and just to say, hey you're going through the same crap I am. Let's commiserate over it, over some drinks, some coffee, or yeah. let's just swap, you know, information because we don't get keep over here. We try to help everybody. There's room for everybody, right? Yeah. So if you, here's a question. If you were to start over or if you had mm -hmm. to start over your business from scratch, what would you do differently? Is it bad to say I would do it the same? <laughs> no, no, that's that's fine. And if that's your experience, then that's fine. Yeah. I um, love, like, it's ups and downs. There's down moments that are very down. And it's like, why am I doing this? I should just go back to nine to five. Two, I can't believe I'm actually living this life. I love it. I love that yeah. I can pick up my kids and be that person. I can wear the multiple hats that I want to and really enjoy my life. Um, right. All learning, like, like I, I've never been a parent before. So having my daughter while running the business, like that was so new to me. And now two kids, five and two. So it's like chaos in the house. But I was just saying to somebody, I live off the chaos. <laughs> like if it's not chaotic, 
I'd be like, oh, what, what now? But I, I you're, you're going to have a hard time when, you know, it's time when the kids are moving out, you know, it's all quiet in the house. Somebody else is running the business. You're going to be like, what do I do now? <laughs> I feel like I'm a workaholic. I actually am. My birthday was on the third and I have one Happy main belated. client. Thank you. I have one main client and he messaged me being like, why are you working on your birthday? I'm going to have to boot you out of the system. I was like, do not boot me out, James. I have to get this done. Then I'll have peace of mind to enjoy the birthday the rest of the day. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I'll probably That's find funny. something. Like I, yeah. like not only have I been building this, I also volunteer a lot too. So I volunteer my time um, as an event director. And then I also volunteer my time as a coach and working with non-for-profits for, for um, those who are stepping into a leadership role. So I do wear many hats, but I love it. So I feel like That's if I go in retirement, I'd probably find like all the other things to do too. Yeah, you don't ever be quiet in your house. That's for no. sure. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of like in the middle. I'm like, oh, that sounds nice. But then at the same time, I'm like, mm, that'd be pretty boring. <laughs> I'll probably adopt yeah. more like for kids. <laughs> yeah, that would work too. That would work. They're a lot of work. They're a lot of work. They are. Yeah, we have yeah. a dog and cat. <laughs> Ooh. I have two cats. They're um, they're elderly cats, so they're kind of temperamental. Um, I just thought I would uh, share your website here while, while we're still uh, talking. So this is Creative Dynamic Virtual Services. So it's creativedynamicsva.com. And there we go. You'll be able to find the services, community events. There's a blog there as well. And you'll be able to find... Um, there's freebies and contact information, and you'll be able to definitely see Brittany's team as well on here. Just kind of going Not everybody's on there. Um, a good chunk of us are oh, yeah. on the website, but I just added um, Florence and Crystal, but there's a few that I have yet to add on, um, but a good chunk of okay. us are on there. Yeah, we're, hold on. Is it under the about? I forget. I know. Yeah. You go to about and then you scroll down. Got it. I forgot. Oh, that's a that's a great picture, by the way. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Our, oh, there we go. There you go. Yeah. So Gabby, there Gabby are... and I worked together for eight years almost. Oh, Gabby wow. and I used to work in the industry together. And she called me up looking to be a, like, can you be a reference? And I was like, have you ever thought of being a VA? Like, look at me slowly convert, <laughs> making everyone virtual. <laughs> okay, but I'm so glad to hear that because you're not the only one. I've literally tried this with my friends. I've literally, I was like, listen, yeah. <laughs> the freedom the is unparalleled. <laughs> it is unparalleled. You will never catch me going back. <laughs> so, right? <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. I'm really glad to hear that I'm not uh, the only one that does that. <laughs> well, there's right? Crystal. We love Crystal here, yeah. too. <laughs> I know. I saw Crystal on the show not too long ago. Um, yeah. Yeah, totally. We just finished a huge website project. I'm excited to showcase that. Amazing. Yeah, she's uh, so our Wix uh, specialist that came on the show. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you're... you're most of your team is here. You guys will be able to find out what kinds of um, services. I saw that you even help with course launches and whatnot. Yes. Yeah. So we do course launches, administration, marketing, um, CRM setups. We've worked with HubSpot, um, Dubsado, HoneyBooks. Yeah. Yeah. I've done. And the one thing that I really, oh, sorry. No, no, that's okay. I was just kind of like ticking boxes in my head um, with HubSpot, Dubsado. <laughs> Those are the, the favorites, yeah. They are the favorites. My thing is I like to not recommend until I know what industry somebody's in. So if you jumped on like a 15-minute call, like, totally. and that's kind of what I did in the tech industry, is I would go and out and research all the things and before we would recommend like the best CRM because – like we, yeah. we work with a bookkeeper actually um, and they were using a CRM and a, a lot of um, other VAs were recommending like go to Dubsado. Da, da, da. I was like, 
I did some research on the program that they were using and I was like, no, I would definitely stay on here, but we just need to utilize the features that you're not utilizing. And so I brought yeah, Danny in. And a lot. Done. Yeah. Yeah. It that happens mean- a lot when they DIY it themselves and they realize like how much more overwhelming it is. And then they kind of stop. And they also come to me. I do, I do platform setups as well. And they'll tell me everything that they did. And it's like only like a fraction of, what the actual capabilities of the system are. And it's totally right, but that's okay. They get to try it out and figure out that, Hey, I might be able to use this. I just can't DIY it myself. So this is why people like you and I exist. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I can see you have a full arsenal of blogs as well. And you just, even from the titles, I can tell that they could be super useful. If there was one that was like Dubsado versus Honeyflow, which that question comes up in discovery calls all the time and I have to explain it to them. So that's a good one to feature for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got, I asked well, Sarah, Sarah also does um, copywriting for us and she does launches. And so I asked her to write that because that's a big thing that when you're, sometimes when you're creating courses, you want to connect it to a CRM. And so we hit hard on that blog. So please go read it. It's a good blog. <laughs> yes. Yes, totally. And there's so many other things that you can do. I think people just just afraid of tech in general, but I love doing that. And I love telling them also the here is an entire list of AI that could help you. And then they hear AI and start freaking out. So yeah. <laughs> I definitely they need to be problem or solution aware, problem aware, solution aware for them to be like be on board to go with all this tech stuff. But yes. totally, <laughs> totally. That's so funny. Um, well, I hope that you and I can get together for coffee at some point. Um, we're kind of across the country, but I mean, again, I'll make my way back to BC or maybe you'll come to one of the retreats. I'm hoping that one day soon we'll have like a retreat somewhere warm, like Mexico for like a whole week. It'll be great. So we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) I was out. I was saying to Crystal, because Crystal and I are coming together to do some collaboration. We won't, I won't spill the beans here, but maybe we'll, okay. Crystal and I can jump in and tell you more. But um, yeah, you guys can up- both come on if you want. Yeah. <laughs> we're up to so Ooh, I'm interested. Yeah, definitely keep me posted when you guys are doing the thing that you're not mentioning. <laughs> And we can, you guys can can both come on and you can wow us with everything. I can't wait to hear it. I love collaborations too. And um, I'm glad that I, I'm collaborating with Jen on the retreat, but I'm, my brain's just always going and it's always like, oh, you could yeah. do this, you could do that. And then I'm like, wait a minute, there's only 24 hours in the day. When are you day. doing that? <laughs> yeah, I know. So, I have to yeah. remind myself that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> But that's why I think I'm just like desperately wanting to make the retreats more like vacation style because I love traveling. That's what makes me happy. And um, and I'm thinking I could combine work and travel together. No problem. It'll be fine. But then actually running the retreat, I, like I was more exhausted than I thought I than I thought I would be. So that was a that was a good first retreat to kind of be like, okay, pump the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What do you do for fun, Brittany? And I'm not talking like mom, Brittany, or, you know, wife, Brittany, or boss, Brittany. Like, what makes your heart full? I just love being with friends. And we have a lot of great wineries around here. So going with girlfriends to some wine tastings, I love doing that. I love my wine or my coffee. Combination between the two. I will do both. (laughs) Sounds wonderful. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I do. I do hear from actually a client of mine just moved to BC. She's in West Kelowna. And the pictures that she posted. Yeah, are wonderful. And she's like, there are so many wineries. (laughs) We go, my um, mom lives in Peachland, so it's part in, in the Okanagan. Mm-hmm. So we go every year so the grandbabies can see Aww. her. And then we kind of leave the kids and we go. That's amazing. <laughs> it's it's a win-win for everybody. <laughs> 
I always say this. I'm like, I love children and I love my child specifically too. But sometimes it's nice when you get to do other things. Although I have to say, I can't complain. And I'm sure you're a five-year-old too. Like they're at the age where they can do fun things and it's very fun hanging out with them and planning for things. Um, We did take him to Mexico in February and he was very good on the plane. I was so nervous so nervous he was so good i have to say the only one the only thing that kind of threw me for a loop was um we actually borrowed this umbrella stroller because we only had like the big stroller and he never wanted to be in it anyway so i was like look i'm just bringing it just in case that child spent so much time in that stroller because it would be like 6 30 p.m and he would just crawl in the stroller and fall asleep while yeah. still eating dinner because he was yeah. wiped from swimming all day and going here and going there, going on a boat, going, you know, so <laughs> it was wild. And the other thing that I didn't like, though, was so the first thing just took me by surprise, which was fine. But the other thing I didn't didn't actually like was he was very attached to his iPad. And I realized too late in the trip that it's because he was so tired and he saw that nobody else was slowing down that he needed to like focus on something. And I was like, leave the damn iPad alone, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. We were guilty for that when we went to the Okanagan. Uh, my son, who's two, would get up before everybody else. And my thing was, here's your tablet. Here's your bubba. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> still do this. So, I mean, it is what it is. I'm not going to. And honestly, but think about it. I don't know about your, your daycare or whatever, but ours doesn't have a tv they take him outside twice a day they do literally they paint they craft they i don't know they do everything i can't even they they sing they dance they whatever and then by the time they come home they're tired and i'm trying to make dinner like of course i'm going to turn the tv on like what else am i supposed to do but it's not like he's been sitting there all day watching it right so it makes me feel better yeah yeah Yeah. it's monday to friday it's no television too at ours and it's all yeah. about music learn by playing so very very interactive like even like we get yeah. home usually around five and he is like mama sleep time by six <laughs> so i'm, I'm that's not great. complaining now in bed by- <laughs> <laughs> that's great. my daughter wants to stay up later but um right. yeah i think whatever is going to keep you sane i think I think totally. we can't always yeah. listen to what everybody else is telling us. If you're right. having a hard day, give them a tablet or if they know how to read a book and they like books, give them a book, whatever you need to do. Yeah. Being right. a parent is exactly. even more so now. Can confirm hundred <laughs> percent. It built, what was it? Um, back then it, they would, it t- took a village and everybody would be more community helping each other and now it's just kind of you yourself and maybe if you have people near you um so really i think the one thing is to remember as parents and moms is have be graceful to yourself yeah no totally and i think we're just bombarded by perfect lives on Instagram and it's just not the reality for a lot of people and even sometimes myself I just have, kind of have to sit back and be like mm, that's not the reality that you know they probably live through but again it's art that's curated for social media so we just have to stop comparing ourselves to all of that as long as you are being the best person you can be that's great, you know, and and mom guilt is like a whole other level of guilt. And I don't really think that dads really get that unless like somehow. Well, I guess if you are a single dad and if you are the primary caregiver, I, I take it back. I think you can experience some of that same, you know, of like mom guilt. But mm-hmm. the whole the whole idea that whenever like mom goes to the grocery store by herself, that's a break is absolute and utter crap. (laughs) I recently read something um, like really quickly on a post about, do you not feel guilty when you go to the gym by yourself for two hours, you know, three times a week? And the response was, no, I feel guilty when I'm an absolute nightmare to my my family because I haven't had any time to myself. That's when I feel guilty. And I was like, yes, let's reframe that. Let's Mm -hmm. understand that it's not a break. It's a part of staying healthy. Right. Yeah. 
No, totally. Well, it's been so fun talking to you, but I can now see in the clock that it's been an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, everybody um, can get in touch with you on Instagram, Creative Dynamics VA, um, or on your website that we showed, creativedynamicsva.com. Um, thank you so mm -hmm. much for coming on. Uh, please come back on with or without Crystal or both. It's yes. fine. <laughs> <laughs> and we can talk about all of your new projects. Good luck with everything, setting it all up. I'm excited to hear about it. What a great project to kind of you know nurture mm -hmm. and uh, again thank you so much for your time yes okay. thank you for having me i can't no, wait to come not back a problem yes yes you will come back for sure i'll send you it i'll send you that email <laughs> so um thank you all for tuning into the show and thank you to everyone that's going to be in the chat room a big thank you to the united public radio network and ufo paranormal radio network and uh, we will see you all next week. Bye.